Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Unstacked podcast, where we cover everything from crypto trading and investing to NFTs, decentralized finance, and so much more. The Crypto Unstacked podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer to buy or sell financial products. This podcast is sponsored by CoinFlex, the home of crypto yield. Whether you're passively managing money or taking an actively managed approach, you can earn and trade crypto easily on CoinFlex, which sees over $2 billion in daily trading volume. CoinFlex is committed to making crypto derivatives yield accessible to everyone, whether you are investing hundreds or thousands of dollars and more. With a newly launched automated market-making product called AMM+, you can earn yield on crypto by providing liquidity into the futures markets. The AMM Plus is 10 times more capital efficient than other automated market makers and offers multiple collateral types so that you can earn more with less. Interested in learning more about CoinFlex and trying out the AMM Plus? Head over to coinflex.com AMM to get started and let the market work for you. This week, I chat with Mark Lamb, co-founder and CEO of CoinFlex a crypto futures exchange that enables individuals direct access to the financial markets through innovative crypto yield products. This was the first in-person interview I've done since starting Crypto Unstacked, by the way. And I'm really happy to report that in-person interviews are way more fun, and I hope to do more of them. Last time I brought on CoinFlex was back in November of 2020, and a lot has changed since then. So if you want to learn more about how CoinFlex is changing the crypto yield narrative, Keep listening on. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Mark, welcome to Kurt Unstacked. Great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Mark, today I'd really like to share with our audience not only what you've been working on with CoinFlex for the past three years, because a lot has changed over that period of time, but also dig in deeper into what the current thesis is that you have about the crypto space and how CoinFlex is best serving the market that you see today. So first, I think it would be really cool for you to tell our audience what your current worldview is of the crypto ecosystem, because it's probably changed a lot since you first got into crypto, right? Yeah, I think when I first got into crypto, crypto was sort of focused on solving one very specific problem. I mean, back back in 2012, it was just Bitcoin, so it wasn't really this kind of cryptocurrency movement. It was just Bitcoin. And it was sort of focused on solving the money problem, simply put. And the money problem, obviously, I think is the biggest problem to solve. It's a $100 trillion market. But it was basically just focused on creating a singular currency that could replace the existing monetary system. And now I think crypto has sort of branched out into 100 different directions. Many of them haven't worked and many of them have worked infinitely better than everyone has thought. And so I think with DeFi, you've kind of have this open finance revolution where the idea that finance can be unbundled away from singular monolithic banks that sort of do everything and as a result have huge regulatory burdens into a bunch of different apps and ecosystems that in many cases are non-custodial and fully transparent and done in a completely different philosophy, 
also a technical architecture and sort of moral philosophy that is just about 180 degrees different from the banking system. And then I think you've seen the emergence of NFTs, play to earn and type of crypto based games. And when we first got into crypto, I think when when I first started looking at it, it seemed like crypto was going to overtake fiat mostly through the real world and being used as a payment mechanism. And instead, what we've sort of seen is crypto has done that quite a bit. There's hundreds of thousands of merchants, maybe millions of merchants accepting it worldwide. But it's also had probably more economic success in becoming an ecosystem of all these other activities, financial activities, lending, borrowing activities, games, art, and just a bunch of different directions. And I think that's the beauty of the space is by taking just the simple task of digital money, it's laid the groundwork for a whole digital economy to be built that is doing things in a very, very radically transparent and radically different way. Anyone looking at the crypto ecosystem today will see that the credit markets have grown significantly from the time that you first entered, right, back in 2012. And one of the more interesting aspects right now of all the different products and features that you mentioned about crypto is the borrow lend market. And when you think about CoinFlex, it's not just a crypto futures exchange, a standalone exchange that serves as a marketplace for buyers and sellers of coins, right? But now what's interesting is that CoinFlex has been able to build a suite of borrow lending tools on top of the world's first repo market in crypto. And by doing so, offering a number of innovations that other platforms cannot do because the underlying innovation or the underlying technology is not physically delivered futures. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So CoinFlex has created the world's first centrally tradable repo market. And when you think of the word repo, most people typically don't know what this means. Even in finance, most people are not aware of repo. But repo is basically a collateralized loan. So instead of a credit card loan or an unsecured loan where you're just saying to someone, you know, here's some money and I hope you pay me back, it's collateralized with crypto. And it's a special type of collateralized loan, which is a overnight or a short-term collateralized loan. And because it's short-term, in CoinFlex's case, the repo are hourly redeemable and the rates change every hour. Because it's short-term, it can actually form the basis for any duration. So if someone needs to borrow for 12 hours or a week or three months, they can do that in CoinFlex's repo market. And this is what makes it so interesting in traditional finance as well, is repo is effectively the tool that all brokerages and banks use, as well as the central banks are typically the lender in. But they all use this market as a way to source dollars for various forms of lending. And it really forms the basis for all lending in the world is based off of something that's based on this rate or is, is actually sourcing dollars out of this market that the central banks are providing money into. And what we think is unique about CoinFlex is that because we have physically delivered futures, the futures actually become the settlement mechanism for repo. So when you borrow from CoinFlex repo, what you're really doing is you're buying or selling spot, in the case of the borrower, you're selling spot into dollars. 
and you're opening up a long position in futures contracts. And that long position is the same amount of units as the amount of Bitcoin or ETH or BCH that you're selling. And as a result, you still have that exposure to the asset. So you're still borrowing based on that asset. You can get the asset back at any time, but you have short-term dollars that are usable. And so this is what our repo market does. We launched it about a year ago, and it's a little over a year ago, and it's traded now huge amount, huge volumes, and it actually is trading uh, 7 or $8 billion per day. So in terms of size and magnitude, it's enormous, and it's fulfilling a really special role, a number of special roles at CoinFlex, which is, one, for anyone who's long futures contracts, it's acting as a potential other side to that long bet. And so if you think about other futures exchanges, the people that are long, you know, they're typically trading against a trading firm who's short, and that trading firm might be buying spot and selling futures elsewhere. But in CoinFlex's repo market, it makes it very easy to provide liquidity into that trade, which is commonly known as the basis trade. And providing liquidity in that trade reduces the funding rates that longs pay. It also decreases the volatility, so it stabilizes those funding rates as well. And we have a major liquidity provider in our repo market, which is called FlexUSD. It's the only stablecoin in the world that pays interest every eight hours. It's available on the Ethereum blockchain as well as the Smart BCH blockchain. And it's kind of a hand-in-hand product with our repo market, where repo is a great product, but if there's no liquidity, who cares? And repo is now a f- almost $400 million stablecoin that's providing liquidity into that repo market. So before we dive deeper into the particular features of FlexUSD. We talk about who are users of FlexUSD and who we're trying to serve here at CoinFlex. I think it would be interesting for our audience to just realize how large the stablecoin market is. Can you talk about some numbers there with regards to Tether and USDC and other stablecoins? So the size of the stablecoin market is now absolutely enormous at about $130 billion. And the thing that's interesting about this, Tether's like $69 billion, USDC's $32 billion. The thing that's at the time of this recording, the thing that's so interesting about this is this actually puts stablecoins as some of the largest players, not just players, but some of the largest players in money market funds and other dollar-based credit market and credit institutions. And I think one of the problems with stablecoins as these large lenders and large dollar holders is they're actually basically taking those underlying dollars. And the the business model of a stablecoin is simple. It takes dollars, provides tokens, which have utility. They can be transferred around on these blockchain networks very easily. They can be used for trading. And it pays no interest on the tokens, and then it lends out the tokens and gets interest on them in various forms of traditional finance fixed income markets. And the problem with most of these stablecoins is they're actually taking those dollars and they're putting them into fixed income. So they're putting into traditional finance, which is slow, expensive, but also not necessarily aligned with crypto. So if you think about crypto holders, crypto traders, crypto users, they're taking parts of their assets and storing them in stable coins. But those stable coins are basically going straight back into traditional finance or the dollars backing them, going straight back into traditional finance and making traditional financial markets more efficient, more liquid, having a lower cost of capital than if stable coins didn't exist. 
And that doesn't really make a lot of sense because crypto markets need those dollars as well. There's a tragic lack of leverage in the crypto economy where in traditional securities and traditional markets, you have around in securities lending, for example, you have 25% of the value of equities markets being collateralized for some purpose of leverage and lent against and borrowed against. And then you have derivatives on top of that. And in crypto, we have about a $2 trillion asset or $2.5 trillion asset. And there's probably around 30, 40, 50 billion at most of leverage. I think in terms of derivatives, it's around 20. Maybe if you add on borrow lend on top of that, it might be another 10 or 20. So all in, it's 50 divided by 2 trillion. So just a couple percent. And you compare that to the 25% in equities, pre-adding in derivatives on top, which would put it even higher. There's really a very, very small amount of leverage in the crypto economy. And I think that's one of the reasons why prices are so volatile and markets are not calm and they're extremely volatile because providing liquidity and people being able to provide liquidity ultimately relies on leverage. You can trade entirely fully collateralized but if you're doing so, you know, your trading is going to be more expensive. It's going to be more expensive to put in a bid or an offer in a market in crypto. If all of a sudden you can trade with leverage, even small amounts, but in large sizes, small leverage levels, 2x leverage, but on $50 million or $500 million, all of a sudden the cost for an institution to provide liquidity goes down. Even the cost for retail to provide liquidity goes down. And so that's ultimately what crypto needs in order for the space to mature from a volatility perspective, volatility to go down, liquidity to go up, and more players to be able to get in and out of crypto markets, and for the borrow lending space to grow. This kind of lack of leverage or under-leveraged crypto market can't have huge borrow lending markets if the leverage is so capped. So I think that's another thing that stable coins can really help with and FlexUSD is seeking to help with because rather than giving these dollars to the traditional financial markets, which have their own problems and kind of decrepit natures to them, we can create a stable coin that provides those dollars into the crypto repo markets of coinflex.com. So then with FlexUSD, this type of stable coin, who is CoinFlex trying to serve right now? Well, in the initial period of CoinFlex, we really thought that active traders, full-time traders, ranging from day traders to kind of professional institutional traders were really the way to go. And what we realized was actually those types of traders tend to be the most jittery. They tend to flip between markets. They tend to be very price sensitive. They tend to be trying to give up as little edge as possible and kind of being very picky. And the real market that is much more attractive and also probably 100 times bigger is the passive capital market. So by that, I mean anyone who's really not trading as a full-time thing. So it could be an institution that's just deploying capital, but they're not trading it full-time. Or it could be a retail person who's just not a day trader. They do a bit of trading, but they're mostly deploying capital and in their style is more investing. And so... That's what we see with FlexUSD is the vast majority of the minting and usage of FlexUSD is from various forms of passive capital, whether it's a hedge fund, a, a rich individual, or retail investors. And our goal right now, FlexUSD is sort of going to evolve in, I think, three stages. The first stage is people that are purely looking at it 
from an interest rate perspective. So they're saying, ooh, flex USD rates are 10%. Great, I'll mint 100K. Or flex USD rates are 20%. Wow, I'll mint 100K. And you know the rates have been 17% in the last seven days. So a lot of the minting that's been going on is very rate motivated. It's people that want to capitalize on high interest rates and the high interest rates you can get in crypto. The second part of that evolution is really going to be people that use FlexUSD as a stablecoin in DeFi. DeFi protocols, DeFi tools, DeFi systems are very, very eager to adopt new technology. And they're also very APR focused. So if you give them USDC on one hand and FlexUSD on the other, where one is yielding zero, the other one is yielding positive, even if it's very low, if anything that's above zero is better than zero. And so they're very open-minded and they're eager to adopt new things. And that goes for stable coins. And so we think they're like a very logical next step. But really, if you think about the third and final step, it's really the exchanges because ultimately exchanges, spot markets, derivative markets are the biggest users of stable coins and the customers of those exchanges are the biggest users. And I think it is difficult for a stable coin that is provided by an exchange to be adopted by other exchanges. But once it's largely used in passive capital as an interest rate product, and also it's in, used in DeFi and it's, it's sizable enough, I think it's very likely that exchanges will adopt FlexUSD in mass. So FlexUSD is a stablecoin that pays interest on chain three times a day, meaning every eight hours, and it pays interest at the base layer, right? So, okay, as a stablecoin holder, I know I'm getting interest three times a day. But then the question is, where is this yield coming from? Yeah, so really the way to think about it is the yield is coming from the premiums that people are willing to pay for leverage and specifically in futures markets. And so the process is really people, traders, the market generally will bid up futures and those futures will get sold. And on CoinFlex, futures are deliverable. So those those perpetual futures contracts can actually be delivered, which means you can take your, let's say you've shorted uh, Ethereum, you can take your Ethereum, you can deliver it, you can get into USDC. And that creates a mismatch where the person who's short and delivering wants dollars the person who's long the future wants to be long the future and be leveraged and doesn't want to provide dollars. And so what happens is a funding rate is created and FlexUSD steps into repo, bids, gets filled in the auction and provides the dollars and takes over the short position for that person that wanted the opposite move. So they wanted to get rid of their short position and get into dollars. FlexUSD is happy to take the other side of that trade. And all of a sudden you've got an interest rate that's created. And that long has to pay that interest rate every hour. And that FlexUSD algorithm gets to earn that interest rate every hour. And it's a supply and demand curve. So the more FlexUSD exist, the lower the rates will be, the, the less they're utilized. And the more utilized those FlexUSD dollars are, and the more they're deployed into repo, into positions, the higher the rates will be. So it's complex behind the scenes. The end user doesn't have to understand it, but they can if they want to. So everything's completely transparent. All of the assets, all the balances, all the positions are completely transparent. And the most important thing, obviously, is it is always backed one-to-one with a dollar worth of collateral for every dollar of FlexUSD that exists. And so it's always backed. It's always redeemable, one-to-one for USDC. There's no concerns around what happens if somehow the algorithmic peg is broken or something like that because of some smart contract issue. These are one-to-one centralized redeemable instruments. 
that you can just redeem at any time for one USDC. Another one of my sponsors is Amber Group. Amber Group is an integrated crypto finance platform behind the popular Amber app, a crypto finance app that allows you to easily earn, swap, trade, and invest in crypto. You can earn up to 5% APY instantly by depositing assets to your wallet and receive daily interest payouts. This means earning interest 24-7 with no lockup. You can also customize fixed income investments between 1% and 360 days to enjoy up to 10% APR with flexible redemptions. Right now, new users can earn up to 16% APR on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USD stablecoins. Go and download Amber app at www.ambercrypto.com and earn interest on your own terms. So one metric I know people who are looking at crypto exchanges or crypto futures exchanges in particular, one metric they care about is called open interest. Can you explain what that is and the relationship between this FlexUSD stablecoin and open interest? Yeah, so the two important metrics to look at when comparing futures exchanges and looking at futures exchanges are open interest and volumes. And in many ways, open interest are just as open, just as important, or even more important than volumes because volumes definitely represent an exchange's income. So an exchange only gets paid on a matched trade. And in a way, exchanges don't make anything on open interest. But the more open interest an exchange has, the more capital traders are deploying at that exchange, the more of their time, attention, focus will be at that exchange. And really, an exchange, in terms of the active traders on that exchange, the most important thing is that lots of their capital is deployed on it, lots of their time is deployed on it, and they're really focusing on their activities on that exchange. And so, yeah, open interest is basically something that traders think about. It's something that exchanges think about. It's the sum of positions on the exchange. So if I've bought one Bitcoin future and you've sold one Bitcoin future to me and we're the only two users of that exchange, our open interest is one. My long position is one. Your short position is one. One BTC. And the the dollarized value of the open interest is one times the Bitcoin price right now. Got it. Okay, so we understand open interest. Everyone understands volume. Another metric or another type of trade rather that people often talk about when it comes to derivatives is basis, the basis trade. Can you explain again to our audience what the basis trade is? Yeah. So the way the basis trade works is someone's buying spot. So that means they're buying, let's say, Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. And then they're selling the same amount of futures against that spot position. So let's say Ethereum is trading 3,000. And in the futures market, I can sell an Ethereum future for 3,100 and hold it to expiry. I will buy one ETH, sell that ETH future, and at expiry, I'll have collected $100. And this is especially true on physical futures exchanges where you can actually deliver the ETH and just get $3,100. The trade is very simple. CoinFlex is one of the only physical futures exchanges. The thing that's specific to, to crypto futures is there's this concept of the perpetual futures contract. And this was a brilliant invention from the crypto markets that creates a future that never expires. And what CoinFlex has invented on top of this concept is the concept of a deliverable perpetual. So it's a future that a user can open and then hold forever. They never have to close it, ever. And then it's also a futures contract that you can 
deliver if you so want to. And if I deliver and you hold your position open, you can hold your position open. You're not forced into delivering as well. So you just pay that funding rate if on the whole, shorts are delivering and longs are not net delivering. And so the basis trade is really this core concept in futures trading. It's a form of arbitrage. It's also a form of lending because really if between the time you open the trade and the time you take out your funds, it's been an hour or it's been a month, you're really synthetically lending out your dollars for a month. And what CoinFlex has created is a composable form of basis trade. So we've tokenized the basis trade into FlexUSD and we made it composable in DeFi. And the concept of composability is really important because it effectively means my financial products can interoperate with your financial products. So for example, you have uh, Compound's USDC lending model, and then you have those USDC, those CUSDC can go straight into Curve. And that's a great example of composability. And with FlexUSD, we've taken the basis trade, we've tokenized it, and we've made it composable. So anyone can now operate with FlexUSD inside another DeFi app, inside another DEX or another exchange, and it's completely fungible. They get all the benefits of the basis trade, but they also get the benefits of whatever else they're doing with the FlexUSD. And so that's something we're really excited about, about FlexUSD. Got it. So as a holder of FlexUSD right now, I'm actually thinking about it more as a yield product, right? A yield generating uh, stablecoin for me. And what you're saying is as FlexUSD gets adopted on more exchanges, both centralized and decentralized, I can then start to think about FlexUSD also as a funding currency in the same way that I would think about USDC and USDT. The goal really is to move from people who are thinking about it as an interest earning product to people who are thinking about it as a stablecoin. So they're thinking, oh, this is a great tool for trading. This is a great tool for lending, borrowing, and DeFi yield farming. And when you move to that, you get people who are less rate sensitive and are looking to deploy much larger sizes. You know, the amounts deployed into a lot of these DeFi protocols are absolutely incredible. The TVL, the assets inside these protocols are enormous. And as a result of those enormous sizes, more people can use those stable coins in big ways. And so if we are to grow FlexUSD from where it is now at 400 million to 40 billion, all of a sudden our futures market has some of the lowest interest rates in the world. And that is ultimately what's going to get more leverage into crypto. Because again, a lot of people think of crypto derivatives exchanges as these crazy 100x overlevered things. The 100x is really a sort of a joking sticker figure that once you go above a very small position size, it rapidly goes to 20 and then 10 and then 5x leverage. And the important thing is to get the overall notional position sizes up. And so getting people able to do 2 or 5x leverage, but on much, much bigger position sizes. And that's that's really important. And that's not possible today because of the market structure of cash settled derivatives exchanges. If you were to open up a $10 billion futures position backed by $5 billion of collateral on any of the futures exchanges right now, you would blow basis or funding rates completely out of the water. You wouldn't be able to open the position in a way, even if you did it over the course of a week, in a way where funding rates made any sense. And that's because there's no FlexUSD, there's no repo, there's no physically deliverable perps. 
And all of these things combined allow the open interest, the positions, the leverage in crypto to expand from sort of where it is now to where we think it really needs to be, which is right now we're at the kind of $20 billion range. We really think it needs to be more in the $400 billion range. And I think the only way that ever happens is through the growth of something like FlexUSD and Repo. Awesome. Now let's pivot to talking about another crypto yield product on the CoinFlex platform called the CoinFlex Automated Market Maker, also known as the AMM+. Automated market makers are not new, probably, to our audience. Some of our listeners are probably familiar with decentralized finance with names like Uniswap and SushiSwap, because I've had both of, I've talked about both of these projects before on Crypto Unstacked. But today I wanted to introduce a new type of AMM model. So Mark, can you talk about what the CoinFlex automated market maker is and why a centralized exchange decided to adopt this innovation and bring it into the ecosystem? Yeah, so absolutely. FlexUSD took a concept, which is trading basis or synthetically lending your dollars into futures markets, which was limited to hedge funds and prop trading firms and algo traders. And if you weren't one of those sophisticated financial actors, you really weren't going to participate in the basis trade. And with FlexUSD, we've tokenized and opened up the basis trade to basically anyone in the world who has a hundred bucks and wants to just press mint on CoinFlex. What we're doing with the automated market maker is something very similar. We're taking a concept, which is market making and futures, and we're opening it up to anyone that wants to spend a few minutes and configure their own market maker. And this is really a concept that emerged out of DeFi. We can't claim the credit for it. It emerged on Uniswap several years ago, in fact. But the deficiencies of AMMs in DeFi is really that they're on a blockchain, so they're very slow. They're fully collateralized, so they're you're trading spot, effectively. And as a result, they're going to be lower volume. They also have high gas fees. So when you have blockchains, you're both slow, but you're also expensive. And then when you're fully collateralized, the end result is going to be lower volumes. CoinFlex, even just with 100 million of TVL, which is RAMM has been around for almost three months now, and it's got to 100 million of TVL, but already it's the third or fourth, depending on the day, highest volume automated market maker in crypto. So it's kind of right now doing around half a billion to a billion dollars a day. And that's just really resemblant of the fact that there's higher capital efficiency when you're making markets or providing liquidity in futures markets instead of spot markets. And when you're providing liquidity on an exchange with centralized servers rather than a blockchain, and there's leverage rather than no leverage. And so when the other users that are trading against you, when the other users that are consuming the liquidity that you're providing to them are doing so in a very frequent way, when they are doing so with some leverage, and when they are doing so without paying blockchain fees, they're going to trade more. And you as the AMM user, as the liquidity provider, as the market maker, your income, your yield depends on how much they trade. And so the more they trade, the more money you make effectively. And so CoinFlex's AMM is taking a concept that's been very popular and very well established in DeFi, and we're applying it to the world of centralized exchanges. We have another advantage as well as higher volumes, which is multi-collateral. So on 
Uniswap and many of these DEXs, in order to provide liquidity that might be buying and selling an asset, you need to provide USDC or some other stablecoin and the asset. So let's say it's Ethereum. On CoinFlex, you can provide Ethereum and do a buy only or a buy and sell Ethereum AMM position without needing USDC. So this is pretty novel and exciting. We're really excited about this feature because what it means is you don't have to have dollars to fund an AMM. You don't have to have crypto dollars to provide liquidity on the buy side. And that's useful because a lot of crypto natives are not big believers in fiat currency. They might be 80% in crypto, but they want to provide liquidity with part of that 80%. And if you're requiring them to hold dollars the whole time, they're going to get real FOMO on a market move of the market goes up 50%. But if all of a sudden they can provide liquidity without having any dollars in the AMM, it becomes much easier to provide that liquidity. And so that's one of the most popular features of CoinFlex's AMM that we've seen heavily, heavily utilized. And the best part, it plugs straight into our repo market. So ultimately, if you're trading a dollar margin futures contract and you're using some other type of collateral, if you're using this cross-collateral feature we have, you have to source the dollar somehow. And so just like a brokerage firm does from by sourcing dollars from the Fed, we source effectively dollars from FlexUSD via CoinFlex's repo market. It's an incredible solution because it's fully automatic. It's behind the scenes. There's no manual intervention involved anywhere. And the end result is that users get a great rate in order to be able to trade with a currency that's not the margin currency of the exchange. So it's not USDC. They get to trade with Bitcoin, Ethereum, BCH, XRP, whatever they want. And that gives them a much easier time to provide liquidity in this AMM because they can solely stay in the cryptocurrencies they believe in while providing liquidity. Wait, so if I have Doge, you're saying I can use Doge to trade Bitcoin USDC or ETH USDC? Yeah, exactly. And we've actually seen a fair amount of that. We've seen random coins be used as collateral to provide liquidity. So I'll give you one example, which is Flexcoin is a market that doesn't trade that much. It's an exchange token. It's CoinFlex's exchange token. It trades a bit, but it's not loads. It's got a lot of kind of stable demand from the people that want to use it for trading fees. And if there's no sellers, then that kind of stable demand just kind of chomps in every now and then. So Flex is a coin that doesn't trade very much, but ETH is a coin that trades loads. So one of the things we do see is people using Flexcoin as collateral to provide liquidity in Ethereum. And this is really exciting because the APR on Ethereum AMMing has been over 100% most days. And that type of activity is highly lucrative. It's an extremely volatile currency that trades really, really high volume and is obviously a crucial part of most of DeFi. And so as a result, people are taking something that doesn't have a lot of volume, Flex, and has a relatively less things you can do with it. Obviously, you can use it for fees on CoinFlex, and we're creating a staking DAO, and there's a bunch of things that we're coming out with. And you can use that now as a collateral form to provide liquidity in Ethereum. And I think that's just one example. Doge, XRP, people are using all sorts of these coins to provide liquidity in other markets. And it just makes CoinFlex's ecosystem much, much more fluid. So we've kind of gone down the rabbit hole here talking about the various AMM Plus features. I guess one thing that we haven't cleared up yet is, all right, whoever's listening into this now, they're probably asking, is this a product for me, right? Am I 
able to use this if I'm not a full-time trader, if I'm you know, not a huge dollar holder. Uh, I have some money in crypto, but not a whole ton. Who is the AMM plus for uh, exactly here? So I like to think of FlexUSD as for the um, passive investor that's maybe doesn't necessarily have strong convictions or for the crypto native that wants to sometimes diversify out of crypto and hold some dollars before maybe redeploying or before spending them on something. The AMM is really for people that are looking to express a certain view. That view might be ETH is going to range between 3 and 4K before eventually going to 10. And if that's your view, then setting up a buy-only AMM using ETH as collateral from a 3 to 4K range might be a very logical idea. Because while it's ranging, the person who's just holding ETH in their cold storage wallet they're not earning any money. They're holding ETH. ETH goes from 3K to 4K to 2.5K to 3,500 back to 4K. Well, you've earned nothing from all those price movements. If you're using an AMM, you're buying every tick down and selling every tick up. You're earning a ton of yield. And what you wouldn't want to be doing is doing this on Uniswap, where half of your collateral has to be USDC. Because when ETH, let's say ETH does go to 10K, you end up completely sold out of ETH your collateral is USDC, you miss the move. And if you're doing this on CoinFlex as a buy only, you never sell out of your ETH, you only sell out of your ETH long futures position, and your initial collateral stays the whole way up, and you just basically end up with the PL or the yield that you've gotten from trading that 3 to 4K range. So it's a real attractive feature for anyone that's long some crypto and wants to earn yield on a portion of their crypto assets while they're making a bet that on the long-term crypto goes up. And it's also useful for other folks. It's useful for people who want to sell out of a crypto asset over time and earn yield while they're doing so. It's useful for people who want to buy the dip and sell the rally. You can set up an unlevered neutral AMM. There's a bunch of different things that it's useful for, but generally it's useful for people who are looking to set something up passively where they can earn yield from the volatility of the crypto markets. So something I'm really excited to talk about, actually, and it fully relates to the AMM Plus, is the AMM Plus Arena, which is CoinFlex's trading competition that just recently launched, where through this trading competition, what you're doing is competing with your peers to earn high yields and to earn rewards while participating in the AMM. And I guess what we're saying here is we can gamify this experience. What other things would you say about the AMM Plus Arena? Yeah, I would say the AMM Plus Arena is, again, part of our thinking, and it takes an open-mindedness, but part of our thinking about how crypto is, is encompassing more than just money and also even more than just finance. It's also making forays into gaming, art, and a whole bunch of different spaces. And so this concept of play to earn emerged with the legendary Axies currency. I wouldn't say play to the AMM Plus Arena is anywhere as sophisticated as any of these super successful games, but it is a foray into gamifying the concept of providing liquidity and allowing people to provide liquidity in a competitive way and maybe a more active way than the average user might. So this might not be for everyone, but for the people that do enjoy it, they're going to get a lot of fun out of the different prizes, the NFTs you can earn from winning the competitions, and the different ways you can compete with your friends and show off your high APR and AMMing. So it's a competition for providing the best liquidity via the AMM product. 
And I think it's going to highlight a lot of the high returns people can make. It's also going to get people thinking in different ways about pairs, about ranges, about leverage, about liquidation. And with these games, they typically end up focusing the mind and they kind of shape psychological behaviors and and they also help people explore. So they help people explore products in a way they might not have otherwise. I'm excited about the game because I think it'll get us a lot of feedback on the AMM product itself. We're constantly evolving the user experience of the AMM product, the user interface, the AMM product. And I think it's also going to help get more users to the AMM product. So a lot of this stuff is viral and can be shared and can be bragged about. And I think that's really the goal is get people more engaged, provide them an amazing experience where they can use the AMM in a competitive way, and then build it into a whole universe. This is something that similar to FlexUSD, FlexUSD can take off in DeFi in a whole host of different ways. I think the AMM arena can really take off as a game and as a social dynamic in a host of different ways as well. And so I'm very optimistic about the evolution of the AMM arena over the next several years. We're going to be very patient with this. Our philosophy is not to force adoption of something faster than it needs to be. I'm not assuming that the AMM arena is going to immediately become a hyper-popular, exponentially growing game similar to Axies or Valve or Steam products. But I do think that as we get more resources, allocating more and more of them towards these types of gamification dynamics can be really good as our goal ultimately is to bring in millions and millions of investors around the world into this world of providing liquidity. And similar to how education is made better with gaming, similar to how social dynamics and social networks are made better with gaming, I think providing liquidity is also be made better with gaming as well. So we're excited about the AMM Arena. It's a very long-term project for us. It's launching in the short term. There's going to be lots of tweaks and lots of changes to it over time. And we're excited about the worlds we can create in terms of how liquidity is provided in the 21st century. So going back to 2019, CoinFlex started out as the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. And now over two years later, it seems that component, that advantage is now really the engine that is driving a suite of crypto yield products on the platform, which include what we talked about today, right? FlexUSD. CoinFlex's stablecoin, as well as the AMM Plus, which is CoinFlex's automated market-making product. And of course, with the launch of the arena, introducing uh, folks who are already familiar with the AMM to a new hybrid model, but also potentially non-DeFi users who see the arena as a playful experience to get to know how an AMM works and to be able to trade in a fun way. I think that's ultimately what crypto is about and DeFi is about. It isn't just kind of looking at screens all day and trying to figure out how to make money. It's adding this element of playfulness into that experience and doing it with a community, right? And uh, talking about that experience. And I hope that's ultimately what the arena does, brings the CoinFlex community closer, grows the community as well around the globe, And yeah, thanks for coming on Crypto Unstacked today, Mark, to share with us about all the ways that CoinFlex has really evolved over the past, I want to say, what, three years it's been since the founding of CoinFlex. 
and really talk about, yeah, the future of where the futures exchange is headed. Thanks so much for having me on the show. 